Welcome to my daily dispatch. This is Brad Inman. Lately, I've been buying a lot of comfort food, like a big box of Wheaties. This morning at breakfast, I was staring at a picture of the fierce tennis star Serena Williams, and I thought, hmm. For 88 years, General Mills has been putting sports figures on its boxes. But with sports on hold for the time being, is it time for the breakfast of champions to put some other figure on their boxes? Say like the doctors who are working tirelessly on a vaccine for COVID-19. Well, there's some food for thought or Wheaties for thought. Today, I have a champion of the real estate industry, Josh Team, president of Keller Williams Real Estate. Good morning, Josh. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good morning, Brad. Thanks for thanks for inviting me. Hey, let me just go through a list. I, I, the team in Austin, the KW team, uh, how are they faring? Are, are they healthy or are you facing some woes there? Or how's that going? We've been really um, fortunate. Uh, we uh, we were tracking this pretty early on. Um, as, as, soon as, as soon as like Washington started making some some news, uh, so we got pretty aggressive. Um, we already had a very flexible uh, work from home policy that a lot of our people were taking advantage of, um, and so. Um, well before anything in Austin got, you know, the shelter in places where, you know, weeks before that we were already mobilizing our troops to, to work remotely. So we were able to um, migrate to a full work from home policy. There's been no reported uh, um, issues with our uh, health issues with any of our, our staff related to this. So we've been Good. very blessed and fortunate. And tell me this, uh, Gary's doing well and his family? Uh, very, very well. Very well. Oh, good. We're going to get him on this or something soon. Um, people really want to hear from him in our community, which a lot of overlap there, but um, yes. people really love Gary. And um, let me, uh, the rank and file, I'm sure you're getting reports there that are troubling and worrisome. And um, I guess uh, without getting into detail, but on that particular issue, when there's health issues by your members, do you, do you see the community coming around them? Do you do anything? Is it the teams, the brokers? What, what happens in that situation? I'm just curious. Like, uh, is yeah. it something we're not probably it's intimately involved with, or I don't know, just how does that work? Oh, no, very, very much so. We are, um, uh, we work very closely with our, uh, uh our, our our, our, our franchise partners, our, our agent community. One of the things that, uh, We've got a, a KW Cares um, fund that is all. We've always been really known for for helping and leaning into our communities when in, in tragic need, whether it be Hurricane Katrina or or other disasters. Uh, and so, part of our, our our culture and our DNA is, um, you know, when there's heartache and and, and when things are are not, you know. Uh, when there's when there's tragedy, you know, how do we support and rally around it? In fact, I mean, Red Day is a thing that we do where we basically right. stop business across the entire world and give back to our community. So, um, helping people um, when they need it uh, is kind of something we think is really important. We think it's just yeah. Important. Can people? Can, how does an agent get that help? Do they reach out to their? You know, who do they? Who, what do they do for? I, I'm sure you're well connected and communicated with your KW, but this might be an example for other franchises. Or, can I like apply for a loan or can I, will you send me a check or you give me, I mean, we're, we're, we're leaning, we're leaning into that moment, as you can tell, where things are getting a little more desperate and the market's starting to, to hurt and people will need, you know, really all kind of help to get. And we're trying to push that out. Can you give me just like how that might work for an agent? 
Yeah, there's three 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 ways that, that agents uh, seek help when when they need it. Um, one is uh, through uh, uh, their their we call the market center, so through their brokerage office, where uh, they're uh, they're their first user point of contact, and then they can work within the larger ecosystem to help navigate uh, those items. Whether that's us helping with um, uh, through one of the programs we have in place. Another thing that's happening right now is, and again, these are pretty unprecedented times, uh, and so the bill the bill just got passed, signed into law. Um, there's a lot of uh, opportunity there for uh, brokers, communities, and agent communities to take advantage of. And so we're partnering with um, uh, everyone that we, that, that, that we uh, are in relationship with to disseminate that information to our agents and our brokerages so they understand the best way of taking gotcha. advantage of that, that, just, that just passed. Let, let's jump into that in a second. But before, um, before we get all serious with all this stuff, I just, I just, I have a, a lighter question for you. As I was coming over to my little workspace, which is this little corner, I converted an old a mobile bar into my little uh, studio here. And uh, I put on my black slippers, which I'm trying to clean and wear more often now. Um, and I thought, well, I'm gonna, Josh, always, Josh and Gary always had these impressive, like, designer tennis shoes that I always, God, I just, I, I don't, I could never... Uh, buy those but i what do you wear now you're blushing i gotta tell everybody out there josh, <laughs> team, josh team josh team is blushing the same color as his red shirt now are you, bare, are you barefooted are you in socks or what do you got on so I'm notorious. So a, there I don't wear designer tennis shoes. What I I wear red red tennis shoes, and these are like the, your ah, your that's your, gar right. your garden variety red Nike red Adidas. Like it doesn't really care the brand, and then um, I just go as red as possible. That's kind of my. But they're definitely not can fancy. You, can you lift your foot up so I, the journalists can confirm that, or you don't really have them on right now? That's okay. No, <laughs> I don't. But I do uh, around the corner. I don't know if they have them on me. I I so. <laughs> My my version of slippers is I do red Crocs like that's my ah, house. I like so that. That's why I'm laughing because uh, if you yeah, catch me in the that. house, you're gonna be in the red Crocs. Okay, we gotta all remember this. Josh's team during the coronavirus had was wearing red Crocs. That's <laughs> that's fabulous. You always wear the colors. I I like that as well. Let let's um, we kind of I described this I think in emails to you. Um, I think the first week was health and safety. I think people are finally getting that. And there's a lot of consequences of that. We're, you know, it's not like that's over by any means. Uh, the second week was more transactions. Like what's going to happen to my transaction is real estate and essential service. And then I think now what, I, what we're finding is what I said before, agents are starting to face some of the music of deals falling apart. And now it's about what help can we give these people? And in our world, like you just described, we got to over communicate all the different ways that, that agents in particular can get help. Um, first, what's your advice to agents? And there's so much noise, so much information, like everyone reads SBA loans or unemployment or, you know, how do you sort out the facts and make sure, you know, you get on the right track with SBA if you're a small broker owner and as independent contractor, how in the hell would you go about getting, you know, unemployment and I know there's some details there and maybe this is not really finalized yet, but yeah. any counsel to agents to try to sort through the noise to, you know, to get some money in their bank account. Yeah. Well, um, so, 
Yes, the, the challenge is I want to be somewhat cautious in how much I'm analyzing the legislation that just passed. It's a very uh, robust set of legislation, and I think the and what you're alluding to there, what, what's really harmful is if we if we have too much misinformation or if we're interpreting that before everyone understands all the tax implications and all the the the, the, the details of this thing. So my my counsel would be to uh, partner with either your local broker. Um, or someone that you trust that's informed, uh, whether it be a tax accountant or an attorney, or again, but this is the, the support that we're working with our brokers to try to disseminate that information with them uh, using kind of our scale uh, to help our agents understand the best next pass. Again, this is unprecedented. So uh, I think we have to be uh, expedient and taking advantage of the opportunities, but also we need to be uh, somewhat mindful that uh, this thing is massive and, and complex. Uh, yeah, said, I just, just, just such a good point I, it's it, it only came out on friday you know we wrote a story on saturday and you know um and there's bits and pieces and you know the number of people that actually read the whole bill i think ryan gorman did because he's that kind of guy but, uh it's it's it, you're really right we shouldn't we shouldn't spread uh, bad information anyway i cut you off what were you going to say there josh well, the we do know that the the, the Fed is most likely to leverage the uh, financial institutions to disseminate this disseminate this uh, this this leverage capability, um, and so um, go also to your banks because they're going mm, to be it, it's fast it's at, it's faster for the federal government to disperse money through the inf infrastructure that already exists. So uh, my advice would be work with your local broker or work with someone that you trust and then work with your your whoever you're banking with because they're gonna be directly tapped into the ability to disseminate that those funds. Uh, That's so that a great be, advice, that never occurred to me. And they're, they all you know are local and you probably may know your banker and you can text or email right. the manager or her assistant or and they'll know your position well enough to know as they're getting information directly from the feds in theory they'll be able to educate you on uh, the different programs that are available to you um but the and other thing at, and they're good at qualifying people that's what they do all day so they can and they're incentivized of, to help here because they you know right. they want to have that revolving uh, li uh liquidity themselves so that's so yes a great great insight that just that, that's really valuable thanks josh go ahead the other thing is, you know, what you can control is what we should focus on as well. And, uh, you know, as soon as this happened, I think you guys reported on the email that Gary sent out. Um, liquidity is going to be the name of the game here. So every, every market, there's, there's always um, a, a, a Gary, as Gary told me, there's a, always a, a market of the moment. And every market of the moment has its unique opportunities and challenges. And as we as we do our modeling here, and we can actually I'm, I can share that data with you uh, if you're so inclined on what we're seeing. Uh, we think liquidity is going to be the name of the game because this is a the, the economy just froze, uh, and 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 we're basically you know. Uh, uh, printing cash and burning it just to keep people warm enough during the freeze. And so whoever has enough liquidity to work through that freeze is going to be the ones that, that take advantage. Let, let, let me ask you, Josh, on that one, that's easy to say, and I, I don't annoy yeah. putting it down here, but you either have it or you don't. You either have money in your bank account or you don't. I mean, I guess we can go through our couches and try to find the change in our car, uh, not to be sarcastic about this, but people should have been saving long before now. And if yeah. somehow for some reason they didn't, and that could be a function of deals falling apart before the coronavirus, it could be, you know, a medical problem in their family. It could be, it could be any number of things that are not. So the people that are liquid, we can say to them, I think, hold on to your cash. Right. So that's number that, one. But, that's but how fair. about the people that are scrambling without necessarily the, the, you know, the, 
the lettuce in their bank account. That's fair. And I, the data that we're seeing, and this might be an anomaly in Keller Williams, because I only have Keller Williams data, but we actually, when we launched Command uh, last year, uh, one of the things that that afforded us to do, and we've talked about, is see the end-to-end -end journey. So we actually, we see all the agents are putting their contacts in their database, and we can actually track the deals from the people that they identify as cultivating the deals to getting appointments to active clients to under contract and closing. The data that we're seeing uh, nationally is only about a 10 to 12% increase in abandonment rate on the transactions. So basically what we're seeing is for the people that, that started- That was last week though, right, Josh? Do you think that's going to hold up? That's, no, that's no, no, no. I'm going to get to that. Yeah, I agree okay, with you. Good, 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 so good. All, all the transactions that started are still, they're going to work through those funnels. And we're seeing that those are those are working. That are, the nuance here is in New York, Washington, California, we're seeing that to get uh, a, a more abandonment rate, which makes sense because there's a, a more strict uh, quarantine order, if you will, or, uh, uh, you know, uh, shelter yeah, in pl sure. place. Yeah. Yeah. That said, so there's money that's going to be coming in over the next 30, 45 days. What our projections right now uh, illustrate that the this is going to be the hardest probably in the months of, of May and early June, um, because what we're seeing the more dramatically than the transactions that are already in flight dropping off is anyone that was potentially going to be getting into the buying funnel or the selling funnel is on the silent yeah. right now. They're, they're, there's uncertainty about their employment. There's uncertainty about the market. And so the funnel is frozen with that economy being frozen. And so when we're forecasting out to your, to the agent's revenue in 60 to 90 days from now, we think that's yeah. where you're going to feel it. So if you so may, so now. May, yeah. Gotcha. May and June um, is when maybe we have to face, you know, what they call face the piper or whatever that's called. That's going to be and, the, the and storm. Then, so cut the cost now to, to survive right. that. So to just strip it down, right. To, yes. to everything. And, um, is that, um, I mean, the good news is here, we're not spending any money. <laughs> I mean, we could start going on a crazy shopping spree on Amazon, but, um, you know, people aren't spending a lot of money if they're if they're sitting at home. But there's That's a lot not of all the way true, though. That's not all the way true. So uh, our analysis here, and I'm not trying to challenge you. I, I agree with no, you. No, no, please, please. Our discretionary income is is being reserved right now. I agree with that. But a lot of these businesses are Asian businesses. That when we did the analysis, remember the whole reason we went into technology so heavily is we saw how much fixed monthly cost that agents were spending in technology providers for their business. And yep. so right now they're not operating, you know, at the same level, but their fixed costs in those monthly subscriptions are, are st still high. And right. so, uh, so yes, our discretionary spending is low, but some of our monthly bills haven't, aren't going away. And so that's yeah. actually creating a challenge in, 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 in that. So these are the things that we're, we're, we're employing. This is why we made the $20 million investment into our, our coaching and training community. Cause right now is not the time for uh, like, we have to be giving reprieve to these people so that they can continue getting the, the coaching they need, but their fixed costs come down. This is, you know, we anticipate a recession uh, or a shift, but we didn't clearly think it'd be this, but this is why we wanted to create a low cost solution to the tech. So cutting those. Yeah, no, that, that, that was a good move, by the way. I was impressed. I was impressed both with Gary's early memo as the stuff that I was, you know, certainly thinking about. He articulated so well. And then secondly was the coaching because this whole idea of all of these reoccurring costs, which let's, let's, if you don't mind, did you have more to say on that? I'd like to move into no, technology, which I know is dear to both of our hearts. Um, sure. I, I mean, the good news, are the, as you know, the, the lemonade here and all the sour stuff is, 
that people are finally adopting all these things that you and I have been advocating and pushing for to make it a more efficient digital transaction. But so what? I mean, right now. Um, but the important thing is what technology should people be deploying? How do they learn how to use it? What stuff really, let, let's just kind of break it down. What really makes sense in the next month to be deploying and in your home? And what makes sense down the road? Kind of what's necessary now? I mean, do you need leads? Um, in this environment right now in the next 30 days? Do you need uh, a better, uh, you know, customer database? Do you need, uh, and certainly there's these times we have the time to do some of the cleanup, the housekeeping, whether it be cleaning our garage or whether it be cleaning up our database. But can we just, what, what is really important now in the tech world that, that is going to help agents, particularly agents? So I'd like to make a, a, a one, one interesting point that I've observed to see if you agree. And then, and then I'll answer that question directly uh, is, um, you know, I've, I've read a lot and I've seen there's a lot of really good chatter that you're talking about, which is um, this is going to put some natural forces for the transaction to go more digital because in order for real estate to keep moving, as you alluded to, states and counties and lenders who've typically pushed back on that are going to be more incentivized to move there now. And that's fantastic. The other thing that I think is not talked about quite as much, which is actually as interesting to me, if not uh, uh, more interesting, um, is that if you notice the technology that's thriving today, is the technology that's empowering face-to-face -face communication across the screen. It's, and so I think this idea of the tech-enabled agent that we've talked about before is in the technology that allows the agent to continue facilitating those relationships. FaceTime is winning. Zoom is winning right now. Things are allowing human connections to happen to help. Because, uh, again, what we're experiencing is the most extreme example of uncertainty of a transaction. But that uncertainty happens every day that agents deal with, whether it be a divorce Let, or let's, a let's riff on that a second here. Um, isn't it possible when we're all done with this that this is like, I mean, how often do you and I get to chat from our, what room are you in in your house, by the way, right now? I'm in, I'm in, I'm in my office, yeah. In your office. Is it fancy? I don't see any <laughs> art in the walls. No, it's not fancy. I'll give you a quick little tour. Oh, nice. You got a whole bunch of computer screens. That's cool. Yeah. That, but it's kind of naked minimalist. I like that. Um, yeah. But you know what? And the other day, I, I brought together six people and we had cocktails. And these are six people spread out all over the world. And the odds of us ever getting together at the same time, except for one of Yaz's birthday parties, is very rare. Um, and, and so I, I follow me along here to real estate. I think most consumers, I mean, we all like our realtors, but maybe don't want to hang out with them. Some become friends and deep relationships, but most don't. Uh, it seems like this may be in lieu of that face-to-face -face after all this is over in a really positive way, giving realtors more time to focus on the right things. Um, and use an analogy there where I think this please. played out. The, the yes. internet, when the internet came out, this internet actually allowed, people were afraid in the beginning that email would be so impersonal and that, uh, you know, people would lose this and, and all that. And the truth is what the internet proved out is that it actually exponentially expanded communication. It allowed you to communicate with so many more people and you're able to have access to so much more information to your point, which allowed to create all types of efficiencies that we all know the internet did. I think, 
I think some of our top teams were already figuring this out before this, which is they would have their uh, ISAs or they'd be centralized location and their first calls or their first uh, interviews would be remote and digital. And then as, the, as the, they got deeper into the transaction, they would do less face-to-face -face interactions. And I think this is going to push everyone that journey. I agree with you 100% that we're moving into this world where, and I think there's opportunity for agents because if you're able to, have conversations like you're alluding to, like we're doing now, um, where you don't have to travel and you don't have to work on schedules as much because you can just jump on a, a on a on a on a call like this. Uh, I think that's going to create more opportunity because you can talk to more people. You know, Josh, I don't like those acronyms, so I'm just going to ask you, what is an ISA? So our readers and listeners know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. An internal uh, uh, sales associate, basically someone that is, uh, or our sales advisor, but someone that is setting up meetings and appointments or ca uh, calling. Gotcha. Uh, yep. Someone that works for an agent to help them coordinate or do some of the the the, the beginning work. And some of our top teams were already having some some of their support divisions uh, facilitate those calls and facilitate those meetings remotely because they figured out they could do more scale. And I think that that's this. All this is going to push us into that uh, quicker. Yeah. Hey, Josh, I have a personal question. You are always, like when I go in the green room, which is usually where you and I see each other, right? Before you're going to go on stage. Um, you always have that big smile and you're, you're always positive. Um, my dad used to say that half the people, the cup is half full and the other half is half empty, but that's how the world you know, works and works well because we have two types, one saving the other. Where did your optimism come from? Because I assume that was something that was built into your DNA. Did you come out of the womb with a big smile or was it your parents or what did that? Um, I had a pretty rough childhood uh, when I was um, uh, when I was you know, 15, 16. I found myself without a uh, I, was, I didn't have a home um, and I was I was staying with a uh, a high school friend and, and I went through a, I had a, a hard journey uh, during that time. And what I found in that moment in my life was um, who I surrounded myself with um, uh, really mattered. And that uh, you can, and what I learned on the, on the journey is that uh, everything usually, uh, how you look at the world um, is, is the most important thing that, that you can do to get your mind right. And there's always people that need you. Um, and, uh, and I just made a decision at a young age and with a close relationship with my mom uh, that um, every day you're writing the book of your life and that book, you get to decide what your main character is going to do in that book and that journey. And um, yeah, I just choose uh, to, to independent of what the story throws at me that I want, I want to write something that I'm proud of. And, and that usually comes from a place of, of hope and, and optimism and doing the right thing. Well, it really comes through Josh. And thanks for sharing that. Um, I think a lot of what is going on right now is we have to go back in our pack and those experiences and pull it up to help us give us the strength. And uh, you always do that with that, that optimistic attitude. Let me ask you this. I got a little criticism early on in these podcasts about, you know, you got all the big shots spread and uh, we're out here in the field and it's really hard and God damn it. You got to get some, you know, I don't know what they want me to do exactly. And I'm going to be interviewing a lot of agents here soon, but um, how do you make sure a big organization is totally obsessively service driven and, um, 
it is, I know, the culture of KW, but but any advice to broker owners or managers or, you know, how do you wake up every day and make sure you, you're aligned with the needs of, of who are your customers in effect, right? Yeah, um, I'm going to, I caution giving advice because I'm, you know, who, who am I to give advice? Uh, that being said, I'll tell you what I do. Um, and I, I, I don't, I, I try to be very plugged in. And so um, I'm in the Facebook groups where our agents are masterminding. I'm in the, uh, the Zoom calls where agents get together and talk about it. Uh, I'm, I've, I was uh, just uh, last night or the night before, around 10 o'clock at night, I was in a, a Facebook group uh, using the data we see in command, giving them, here's what we're seeing, the, the attrition and the fallout rates are to some of our top agents in those cities and states, so they have a baseline. Um, and so it's like, any, this answer is super simple, which is uh, relationships. Um, I, I see my job, my whole job at, at the franchise level is to create the support and the forecast to help our agents in whatever the moment is. And if I'm not in a direct relationship with thousands of those agents and I'm not, I'm not participating in the conversation that they're having, my ability to service them and provide value to them is, is, is none. Um, and so that's just, that's good stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff, Josh. But you know, I think the word you use there, or I'll, I'll, I'll come up with a word that I think describes what you just said. I don't think it's the relationship part is the outcome of what I heard you say you're doing. And I love it. You're engaged. And I know over the years with Inman, you were always engaged with Inman. You were always present. You were, you didn't come in and give your speech and fly out. You, you were always engaged in talking to people. You show up at all our events. You're there. But this is even more important. So I assume in those forums and the um, in all the different places, you're engaged with everyday agents. And I know for a fact, if we do that, it reassures people. And particularly if you do it with some optimism. Well, and yeah, 100%. I mean, if you put yourself, in a second, the agent right now that's facing uncertain times and they're, and they're looking for creative solutions, the last thing they, in my opinion, an agent needs or wants is a top-down, here's what's happening, conversations about uh, you know, what corporate's doing. What they need is partners that's navigating the, the battlefields with them and, 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 and coming up with solutions in the moment with them. And, and again, that's kind of in the DNA of the company that was, when we were formed in a shift. Uh, and a lot of what I'm doing is, but Gary's telling me what uh, uh, an effective servant leader does uh, at, in the Keller Williams environment. And so um, uh, it's, uh, I think it's the, the, the only way. Can, can I circle back on one other thing you asked me? Because I think it's yeah, also absolutely. important. Go for it, go for it, Josh. You asked about technology you're doing and should you be doing lead generation? Um, the data that we're seeing, again, one of the most used parts of our system, and, and I'm just gonna I'm only say that to share the data that we're seeing with the larger industry is uh, a lot of people use command to generate leads on social media. Uh, right now you can do it for Google and Facebook, et cetera. We just passed a million leads uh, generally, I think it's like 1.1 now, 1.1 million leads at around on average $2 a lead. Um, that being said, we're actually seeing right now more leads being generated at a cheaper price. And it makes sense. What's happening is uh, there's more Americans at home on Facebook than ever before. And all the other, you've heard the other big brokerages and portals talk about reducing spend. So your competition on those areas, got lower. So you have more supply and less demand. So your cost per acquisition for leads right now is probably going to be the cheapest it can be. And we know that the average nurture 
of a social media lead is more than 90 days. So you can acquire leads for 80 cents, 90 cents right now. Um, and that will pay dividends in Q3 and Q4 when this thing starts to rebound. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I remember the old days um, that kind of the internet first started happening. The most active period of people looking for homes on the internet was between Christmas and New Year's. One, they got a new computer, a new iPhone, or they and they were sitting at home. And That's so right. they looked at houses and uh, that right. was very revealing. Like if realtors were off in, you know, St. Thomas, that's not the time to leave because your, your online consumer at least is there and wants to probably do business. Hey, Josh, any advice, um, not that advice, but any final observation? Uh, and I do, by the way, you were fantastic. This was a really good interview. You know, I've always, and I'm gonna do a love fest here, but I've always been fond of you and, uh, uh, tell me anything, any final word to, to the Inman community? Um, uh, the, the only thing I would say is for the, uh, we, when we're talking to agents, we see, we see two groups of people, uh, some groups that are getting caught up in, in, in my opinion, um, the, the, the medical or the science of this. And I would just, I would, I would, I would separate in your mind um, uh, the medical, the science part of this, and, and you're allowed to have whatever opinion and, and philosophy on that. I'm not, I'm not talking about that, but the, but the economic impact that this will have on the real estate community is going to be large. Um, and we believe that May and June are going to be some, some, some of the tougher months. So do what you can now to, uh, and, and again, one of the things we, we created uh, is we created this cross brokerage uh, Facebook group called uh, Pivot. Um, uh, and it, we've, we've already got to like 60,000 agents across multiple brokers or 50,000. I don't know the exact number uh, in like the first few days. Um, and we're doing live training there on, on how you cut costs and how you do these things. And so whether you're, you're doing that group or you're joining another group, figure out how to cut your cost and create liquidity um, and to make sure you can weather the storm because there will be winners and losers. Um, and whoever can weather that storm in May and June will be positioned for strength on the other side. And again, uh, that Facebook group, anybody can join. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah and, it, it, and it's called Pivot uh, or KW Pivot or something. Yeah, it's called Pivot sh uh, Shift Ahead. Um, and Pivot it's cross Shift Ahead. Oh, good. Can I get my reporters in there so we can get some story ideas? 100%. 100%. Oh, good. And, Great. Yeah. Okay. Totally. We, will, we will do. They're probably already in there. They're way ahead of me. Josh, <laughs> Josh team, you were, you were, you were great. You're definitely a, a champion of the real estate industry and uh, really glad you're part of it and uh, give Gary our best. Don't give him a hug, but please say hi and good luck to all the KW people. This is Brad Inman checking out.